0: Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. Oh, Podmo special. Uh, We've only got a few days left of the month. It's going really, really well. I am your host, Karina Gantis. I'm an award-winning author of 14 books, award-winning filmmaker, podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Artists First radio network show, Author Assist. And I also run Author Assist, which helps authors um, new and established, helping them with their marketing promotion, brainstorming an idea, and everything in between. My special guest today is Noel M okay welcome to the show Noel. hello
1: how are you it's it's Noel.
0: Noel, yeah well i was gonna i was actually gonna sing it but i thought no i better not yeah you
1: can. no that's (laughs) that's okay you can do you want to sing with
0: me (laughs) (laughs) it's christmas soon (laughs) do you get that at all with your with your name all the time all the time that's why i'm not gonna do really
1: the next thing is oh you're a christmas baby i'm like absolutely not it's april fool's day actually so that just makes it better is that
0: is that when you were born april fool's day Yes. Why would they call you that? It's a beautiful name, though. Noelle. Parents
1: love Christmas. They're like, I like this name. We're going to do this name. All right.
0: <laughs> um, MK. Is is it staying MK? Do you tell people what that stands for? Or do you just like MK? I,
1: I like MK. It's just my middle name, my middle initial, my last name. So it's.
0: Right. Okay.
1: That's, that's really
0: it. I'm cool with that. <laughs> so. Nice. We sort of know each other through uh, writing communities online on, on especially on Facebook. but again, like with a lot of people that I've talked to, I know you from your face and saying a few things for a few seconds or even typing your conversation out because you're supposed to be working, you naughty girl. And so I'm on lunch break. most times times, yeah um so so I don't know you very well but I do know that you're a writer so let's start with that when when you're creative you are an artist a singer writer musician you can do one or two things maybe three or four things like some people I won't mention names um Rachel and um (laughs) (laughs) so so what are you creative what what gets you going what what do you have the passion for
1: I have my goodness I have I see it I really didn't cre- consider myself a very like creative person outside of the realm of writing which obviously I love to write mm. I've been writing since I was a little kid like even I, I find you know you find your own coloring books and your old journals and that and you're like oh yeah there it is it's, you know four or five years old can't spell and the story wow. makes no sense but there it is but um, as I got older, and you know, obviously I was, I was writing poetry. I was writing, you know, short stories. I started writing my novels and that. But I, yeah, I actually really, really enjoy and really love doing crochet, mm. which sounds sounds no, funky, but is I did it. I didn't right, and I didn't really consider it kind of like a creative thing but until more recently. And I'm trying to give myself more credit for my creativity. Like it doesn't have to be award winning and great and special and you know beloved by all it's and that's it's what it means to
0: you darling
1: exactly it's it's my art
0: exactly exactly because when when you you're sewing it's it's therapeutic it's relaxing and when you finish the piece and it's framed and it's upon your wall it's like oh my god I did that yes absolutely yeah
1: even if it doesn't look fantastic it's like well I did it Yeah,
0: no, don't knock yourself. That's, that's certainly part of creativity, whether you're, you're drawing a picture or creating one through crochet, or um, cross stitch, which I did. When I first moved to Greece, I was so bored. I had nothing to do. I wasn't writing. I wasn't singing, which is two of the things I do now. And so I took up cross stitch. And everywhere you looked around the house were these amazing landscapes with Mm -hmm. boats and hills. And they were absolutely beautiful. I was so proud of what I did. And then when we moved and we built a second place upstairs away from the in-laws and had some privacy, I took them all down because they just didn't fit in with the design of the new house. Oh. I know So they're in a cupboard somewhere. I haven't even looked at them for years, but at the time they were out everywhere and I was so happy to see them because it was, it made the house and it was what I did.
1: There was a point where I was, you know, putting them on the couches and that, but you know, there's only so many blankets you can have. And you know, (laughs) once, once spring and summer hit, you kind of don't need them and not everybody needs a scarf or a hat. So I, I was donating a lot of stuff too. There's oh, a good. Lot of like, um, there's a place called Birth Haven. They were taking donations for like new newborns. Oh, stuff won- and that. wonderful. And there was a a shelter by us that had its own shop. That uh, all the proceeds went to domestic violence shelters and programs. Oh my gosh. Like that. So I was like, all right, here, look, just just take it. You take can, you. You can make some money off of it. If you give it to people who that's need it, wonderful. that's wonderful. Um, I give myself, and this is I kind of do this with my writing too. Like if I, I found. I need to give myself a goal. Like this is we're gonna have this done for this year. So I do that with my uh, crochet. We have our, our county fair every year and they have like a home and hobby division. So I'm like, okay, I want to do at least one big project just to put in there, even if it's just display, because you don't you get a ribbon if you win something it's oh. like there's a bunch of different things, which is fine, but it gives me something to do and it keeps me on task. Uh, same thing with the writing and I also do ballroom dancing.
0: <gasps> oh. oh my god! You oh, left that yeah. to last. Uh, oh wow. Was, yeah.
1: So we have the same thing at my studio because I don't do competition anymore. It's just too expensive. It's fun, but it's like uh, uh, uh. um we have a showcase towards the end of the year and like that's that's the big project. Like I can work on other stuff in between, but that's my goal. Like I myself. This is my goal that I that I'm going to work towards. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. This is what we're going to do. I love um, that. It's so fun, but it, it's good because it keeps me on track. Yeah. It's like, okay, you gave yourself this goal. This is what you're going to do.
0: You are a very creative person, Noelle. You are. <laughs> well, you you. you got <laughs> give yourself more. Dancing is I'm certainly trying. part of creativity. <laughs> um, ballroom dancing. Wow, you have to have yeah. such good. Um, uh stamina um yeah, build it up I will stamina say <laughs> memory yeah um and and have that um uh how do you say poise you need to have yeah. poise to do something like that it's not like yeah. doing uh, jazz or um uh you know r and b or whatever <laughs> or uh, hip hop you know you've got uh, when when it comes to ballroom dancing it's all about the grace all about the poise it's
1: it is. It, we were actually, my teacher and I, we had a lesson last night and we were, we were talking about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, since I've been into the pandemic, I'm on the computer all the time now. And my posture is just, it has gotten so bad. So we're, we're really working on building that part up again. And it, it's so, it's so funny how you, you don't realize how much control you actually have over your body until you start activating those things. And it really, it kind of changes your confidence level and you're like your awareness level too. When I was at the heyday of my, my ballroom stuff I've kind of tapered down a little bit but I just remember always walking around and like my posture was fantastic yeah And just like feeling imagine. super graceful and super cool all the time like I'm good I'm like I like this I I feel okay
0: and did you win any way, but just... any awards for your dancing yeah, back then I
1: yeah it's I went to I used to go to Arthur Murray so they had their own competition circuit so yeah I did win stuff in there wonderful not like you like you, you don't want to do it. doesn't matter. Like no, it, points, it, it doesn't yeah. matter.
0: You got a ribbon or you got a little trophy. It you know, it's that's a, when you win something, it's like it's saying, Yes, you are good enough. Yes, you can do this.
1: Yeah. It Yes. I <laughs> validation. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that. It is, it is a it is a kind of validation. One of the things that I always have promised myself when I do my dancing is I started this because it was fun. It was actually, uh, I don't know how much you want to get into this part of it, but I'll, I'll start it anyway. I didn't, I started dancing in uh, 2012. I got, I was going through a whole heck of a lot of stuff. I had just gotten finally diagnosed with depression and I was trying, starting like therapy and that and trying to, all right, what what can I do? Just give me something to do, like something fun, something I haven't done before. I'm going to try and do something to get me out of the house and get yeah. me to go doing things. And completely by accident I ended up doing that. And um, I promised myself, like, it's not going to be, the awards are great, the ribbons are good, the medals are nice, but when it stops being fun, being
0: fun I'm not doing that.
1: Yet. And yeah. it got to a point at the old place that the Arthur Murray studio that I was at where I'm like I'm not having fun here like it's too much so I'm at a new place now and there's no pressure on that at all it's it's fun fun again you learn stuff there's structure and it's you know it's still a school and you're still learning but it's fun yeah and I enjoy it it makes me happy good that's that's it.
0: Well, like, I love seeing yeah. the the beautiful smile on your face. You, <laughs> you do. You look you look happy. You look lifted. While you were talking Sorry. about it, I could I could feel how much you, that means to you. Let's it's, talk about yes. your writing. I mean, you said you oh, started yeah. <laughs> when you were young. Um, Very yes. How old were you when you were first published?
1: First published. Are we talking like school stuff? Are we talking? Payment Life.
0: published.
1: Oh, God. Uh, so, officially... So, if we go back to, like, 2000, probably, like, 2007, 2008, when, ind- like, self-publishing, independent publishing was, like, first coming out. Mm-hmm. So I was... I was born in 88, so I was probably, like, 19 or 20. I had... It, I had decided after trying and trying to shop my first novel that, you know, nothing was, nobody was responding. It was all, no, thank you. Yeah, no thank you, you know, yeah, Try again. Which yeah. happens. It's, it's still the same.
0: Nothing has I changed. was the same age as you when we went through this together.
1: Right. So I found, I did, I made sure I did my research because I, I read about vanity presses and places that, you know, you have to pay for their editing services mm-hmm. and that, which, you know, big, big warnings on that. And I found a website that would let me self publish on my own so i was probably like 19 i was mm-hmm. gonna say when i first you know got published and was making money quote unquote but you, you know you don't really make too much money doing doing that to begin with but uh, it was really cool being self-published and like learning all this stuff i had really just myself to rely on and like my research and going online and i think i remember being on the writer's water cooler for like hours on end just doing all this research on how do i find you know a publisher? How do I how will I get an agent if I want to do an agent? Um, how do I market my books? And I went around to my local libraries, I went around, we had an uh, independent bookshop in my town, I went around there, they put it on their shelves. Um, <laughs> I somehow I don't remember how this ended up happening. But I ended up getting invited to one of the local middle schools that I had actually gone through as as a kid, and they're like, "We're doing a sci fi fantasy like expo at the school. Will you come and present?" I was like, "Absolutely!" And it's it's it was things like that, and like you just start making connections with people. And the librarian there ended up going to another district, and he asked me to go to that district and present.
0: Wow!
1: It was it was was really cool, and I was like in my early twenties. I was still in college at that point, doing my undergrad. So it's it was so cool to see it all like blossom like oh my god this is how this happens. It's so crazy. So that's that's kind of where it
0: when started out did and it, where it went. When did it then peak and, and start uh,
1: probably around uh my early 20s or like 20 like 2012 I I will honestly say like uh my best friend had gotten sick and she was in the hospital a lot, and it, this is part of about in the same time that I was like really, really going through really bad. Yeah, depression. I didn't know it yet. I hadn't, you know, there was no diagnosis or anything like that. You know, this is you're talking t- about 2012. I think 20, yeah, 2012 when this happened. So mental health was the awareness wasn't quite there yet, and I just stopped keeping track. I stopped, you know, going out and looking for things, you know, trying to, uh, make those connections and keep it going, and yeah. I had finished my second and my third books. Those ones were done. I had self published those, and we're getting those ones out there. But I just, I lost. You lost the passion. Will for it. You I lost did, the and love it just, for it. It just did like I, down, yeah. right down. If it's a thing, you know, you know, you're, yeah. you're award winning author and podcaster and filmmaker. If you don't keep up with it, nobody else is going to for you. Mm. And it just. It, it's just the way that it happened. I had started my fourth book, and it just, it just it hit. Just death. lost the it love for it.
0: When I when I yeah. first became ill with fibromyalgia, um, so I was I was that's okay. I was uh reading like one hundred and twenty five books a year. I was just going through them like water and yeah and then I just lost the love for reading and then I just lost the love for writing and the only yeah. thing that kept me going was my singing I never lost the love for that and when oh, I sing great. I can I can get all my emotions out there and so yes. and so that was something I look forward to getting dressed up and going out if I was able to that day and, and singing yeah. and, and and enjoying it because I just Like I said, I just stopped reading. I stopped writing. Um, It just took, uh, my condition at the time was so deliberating. I was constantly in pain. I couldn't get out of bed or I couldn't get off the couch. And I was severely, severely depressed because I lost all my so-called friends when I became Ah. ill. They stopped calling. They stopped uh, ringing. Uh -uh. They stopped inviting me out. No one came to the house to see me. Didn't want to know. Just total abandonment. Shame. Total abandonment. I felt so alone. Oh, um, so I had. Um, I have an amazing uh, family. Uh, my family were so really? respectful about everything, knowing that I couldn't do what I used to be able to do, and they took on the chores themselves. They took on these responsibilities that a, a wife and a mother should do, and yeah. my children became my carer.
1: Wow.
0: And my youngest, uh, who's sitting right beside me now. Say hi. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) She says hello and good job. Um, (laughs) Alexia, she's 13 now. She's still my carer. She's still my number one support uh, leg. I I couldn't walk without this girl. I love you, baby. And um, so... uh, I know exactly how you felt when you had that bout. Of depra- I've suffered from depression all yeah. my life. I've gone yeah. from from therapy to antidepressants to trying to cope with it myself and, and to mm. to get myself out of it. Because what I've learned, and for those that suffer from it, and, and maybe even now because you've got SAD happening, which is SAD, because of mm-hmm. the, the summer, because of the winter, because of Christmas yeah. coming, people, the suicide rates are the highest. People have depression yeah. more now. So anyone who's feeling uh, like they can't cope, listen to me one moment. You're in a dark cloud and you feel like there's no way out of it. You feel like that no one, you have no, no one around you to help you to talk to or whatever. You need to know that it doesn't matter how bad you're feeling now. When you come out of it and you will, you'll be wondering why you felt that way. Because there was nothing in your life to make you feel so bad so down that you just didn't want to go on you'll sit back and you'll think why on earth did I feel like that because you will come out of that cloud that cloud will lift and and you'll feel happy again and you'll see everything around you and what you have whether it's family whether it's you walk outside, you've got a beautiful view, whether it's some friendly neighbor, whether it's the cat that comes to visit you, you'll see the beauty of life again, it will happen. But you just need to remember that while you're under that dark cloud, that it's there's no reason for you to feel like this. Depression is a mental illness, it's the mix of chemicals in your brain that make you feel down and depressed and yes you can get therapy and yes you can uh, have antidepressants that will help with the chemicals and get you feeling high again but why not to be able to think to yourself deep inside that it's not going to stay like this I'm not going to feel like this forever and and there is more to life than how I'm feeling now and I've just got to just keep my strength and get through this, because when the cloud lifts, everything and sunshine will be out and rainbows will be out again.
1: <laughs> That's a very positive outlook. <laughs> I,
0: I, I truly believe that for someone who's suffered from depression all their life, I truly believe that. I have got to the stage where I thought I didn't want to go on anymore. There was no reason for it. I didn't have anything. And then when I finally came out of it, and it, it was a long one, it was a really, really bad one. When I finally yeah. came out of it, I sat back and I thought, how on earth did I feel like that? What made me feel like I wanted to finish, yes. to end things? But it is it is a mental illness, and people need to, especially people, families, that have someone who suffers from this they need to know that they're not making things up that they're not doing it for sympathy that it really is an illness and you need to understand uh, what this person's going through and how to help them and we're going to move on to something a lot more cheerful now (laughs) so Now you've got three books published and you're out of the dark cloud and you're back to your jolly self. What's the next thing that you write or get published? And do you carry on being self-published or do you find, finally find that, uh, uh, what we say gold at the end of the rainbow, an agent or a publisher? Uh, So
1: here's, so when I finally started and this, it really did take a long time. Uh, in 20, I had been, for a long time, I had like, you know, I really want to go get my master's degree. I want to go get my master's degree. And um, there's a reason I'm saying this. Uh, Because getting, joining a master's program for writing was the impetus for me to complete my fourth book. Because that was, that was the goal at the time. It's like, okay, I got these three. They're, they're doing their thing right now. And I was looking for agents, looking for publishers to, to no avail. You know, nothing, nothing was coming up. So I'm like, all right, let me at least get this done it was me setting that goal for myself so I went I did my undergrad finished it and still hadn't had it done but was very very close um I finally finished the fourth book the beginning of this year January 12th of this year
0: oh, so wow. it, was a,
1: it took 10 years but I finally got it done <laughs> um so the the thing at that point was okay I want to try and shop for an agent because this, they're all part of the same series. So I'm like, you know, I have four books. At least I can be like, hey, you don't have to wait for these ones. I got four. You know, if this one does good, you got three others you can fall back on, you know. So I've been, I was shopping for an agent and I just kept getting the no, no, thank you. Not my project, not my project, not my project, blah, blah, blah. So I was looking at small presses. I was looking at micro presses, indie presses, all, all of that. And still is not getting a response. I'm like, okay, at this point, like, let's take a look and, and see where we are with the story. And this was the original one that I had done back in the early 2000s. So I'm like, okay, let me take a look at this. Um, I had my undergrad degree and my graduate degree at that point. I'm like, I kind of owe it to myself. You know, I've spent all that time doing that education and doing the experience and going and meeting other writers and talking. You were the right person
0: now to go through that book and to see where the problems were that the agents were seeing when they read it, but you didn't when you wrote it.
1: Bingo! You got it. I'm like I'm a I'm a very different person now. You know I'm in my my mid thirties at this point. I was I told you I was like nineteen when I finished writing the other one. Yeah. So lots of lifetime full of experiences and education and that. Um, I had gotten in March a response from an agent or not an agent from a small publisher, and this was the only one who ever gave me any kind of feedback. Other you know everything else was a form letter. She said. You know, it's a no from me right now. But she said, if you were to start the story back when this person or when this person becomes an adult, she's like, I will take a look at it. If you do that, send it back to me and I'll read it. I was wow. like, I'm like, that is that is the button. All right, that was a, it. Yeah. So I have been completely reworking my first novel. It went from a, this is the childhood, this is the adulthood. Now it's the, we're kind of crisscrossing it and I don't know if you've ever read the book lore
0: no it's, I don't think so
1: newer, but it's it's kind of set up in a, in that way it's kind of set up it kind of like crisscrosses uh past and present so you're getting little snippets throughout so I'm like all right let me see if I could do something where we, we start out as the adult and we do these kind of flashbacks to like and it's just it's so expansive I I so when I say, when you see me in the group saying, oh, I'm working on edits, that's what I'm working on. It's not really edits. It's a complete rewrite. And I didn't yeah. realize that when I said, I'm going to do this back in March. So it's now almost December. And I'm like, oh God, this is a lot harder than I thought I was going
0: to be. you still working on the first oh. book right now.
1: It's a major rewrite on the first book. Yeah.
0: And how far have you got? I have...
1: I'm going to say probably like a third of the way through rewriting it. Okay. Which doesn't seem like it's a lot.
0: (laughs) I I will 100%
1: say, I will 100% say it's been a rough year. I've been going through a lot of personal stuff and just like it's again, it feels like it's fallen back into that kind of rut. Yeah. I'm that's why I'm trying to you know like do things like this and make sure that I get to, to you the can't press and-
0: yourself to to write if you're not in the mood to write and you know yeah. it's like what I'm doing within times of violence I'm having to what I should have done was took the young adult one put some sex into it and some fighting and made it into the adult edition but what I didn't didn't do is that I started writing and it started writing itself a whole new book so except yeah. for the characters and a couple of scenes that were from the first book, it is a whole new book because I'm a different person. I write differently. Yeah. I yeah. I'm I I have a different style. I have a different outlook in life. And that yeah. comes out in my writing. And back then I wasn't ready to do that version of the book. Now yeah. I am. But it, it gets hit so, the nail
1: on the head, yes. It gets so <laughs>
0: deep though that I have to step away. And I'm at the stage now where I'm near the end, but it's I'm having to take bits from the old book and put it into the new book and try and glue them together somehow that Mm -hmm. I'm just not loving it like I did when I first started writing. Yeah. So when you you feel that way, instead of, excuse my language, fucking up the book, (laughs) get away from it yeah step away from it work on a flash fiction (laughs) work on something new work on poetry or whatever keep away from it until you are excited again until you get that excitement again then you can carry on writing yeah that's it's so funny you say that
1: that's like it's hitting the nail on the head with that like oh you know I, I enjoyed this so much and it just I have changed so much and this this all is changing so much and, like, you start getting back into that enjoyment, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, why am I not happy right now? Why why am I not happy? Yeah. Um, I had, I actually, when I was finishing up the draft of my fourth book, because it had taken so much, and I, like, gave myself a deadline at that point. I was like, this needs to be done by this date. I had, when I finished it, I went, we're closing this right now. This is going to go sit away for a month, and then I'll come back to it. And I switched my focus over to doing doing this one uh, the first the rewrite on the first book and I kind of feel like I need to open up the file on the fourth book and just be like let's let's go and work on this for a little while you
0: don't don't (laughs) feel bad about doing that I mean yes you've got that agent waiting in the wings she's gonna wait she's gonna be there don't you haven't got a deadline don't rush to finish it because it won't be as it should be You're ready to write, rewrite. You are ready now to write that book. And you've started, but you've got to the stage where I am, where you've got to step away from it and work on something else because you are not in the right mindset to work on that first book at the moment. So don't try and don't feel bad about yourself either. (laughs) Don't feel bad about not doing it. Because I know I've got fans waiting for this book for bloody years. Should have been done 20 years ago. And now I've started working on a a short story for an anthology. But I haven't told them yet about that because they're waiting for In Times of Violence. They think I'm working Wild on alert. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, So I felt bad because it needs to be done. But mm-hmm. I had to step away and work on something else. And yeah. when I got this, oh, this is what I'm looking for, and I'm like, Well, I could do that. And I started writing from scratch this new short story. I got the passion again and I got the love for it. And I'm on five thousand words already. And wow. you know, and I feel like I feel energized and I want you to have that feeling. I wanted to. <laughs> So you need to, that. I'm I'm going uh, to, I mean, if you do flash fiction or not, I'm going to give you three random words and you have to write yeah. up a short story of up to 500 words using those three words. Are you well, up for the on. challenge?
1: I am absolutely. I'm getting my notepad out right now. Please right. Watch. Okay. 500 words, flash fiction.
0: We are going to go with umbrella. Okay. We're going to have, <laughs> we're going to have. Tortoise.
1: Ooh.
0: And we're gonna have Midnight. Oh,
1: I love all three of those. Yeah, just once again, give me the rules. Five hundred word flash fiction.
0: Five hundred words to... and you have to use those three words. You can use it in the title, but it still needs to be in the story. Okay.
1: Oh, I love things like this.
0: (laughs) This is going to get you going again. Once you've done it, you've got that then to keep for another collection later on. You know, that's there. You can submit it to uh, uh, little magazines if you want once it's done. But it gets your juices flowing again. And once you get into that, oh, my God, I'm really enjoying this. Then you can write on your novels.
1: Uh, I see. I um did what is that that flash fiction challenge that they have once a year i that was i started doing that too um and because it does it's a nice break and it forces you gives you that time constraint it gives you the word count and the subject and all that and it does help you're absolutely right it's wow i'm looking
0: forward to seeing what you come up with
1: i uh, so am i because like <laughs> uh, um,
0: noelle where can people go and find the books that are published at the moment or you took them off
1: um, I put them on pause for right now because I'm going to be editing all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, They were originally through lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. I can send you the link. Uh, It's probably not going to work at this time because it's it's on pause.
0: Have you got a website? I have a Facebook page. Okay. Do you have any of your stuff on there? I mean, can people read any of your work, poetry, anything?
1: I had not published any of the poetry on there, honestly, because – that's so funny. I never, I honestly never thought to do it. I like I've had my poetry published in in anthologies and that, and not just like oh, so you've been in anthologies, now, but... yes, yes. And that's so funny because I look up oh yeah, I've had poems published, and either people are like oh my gosh, or they're like oh whatever. But like no, I I have publication credit, just not in novels, not in you know not in things like that. Um,
0: So so all I want then, I want links to those so people can actually go and read your work. And if you have time, set up a free website for yourself where you can put excerpts of the books that you're working on now, just excerpts and let people know what the book's about and get them excited about what you're doing and start getting followers because they're the ones that are going to be buying your book when it finally comes out.
1: Yes. I had, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the, doing the self-publishing, that was one of the things I had. I was on top of that. And it just, again, in, in between then and now, is like, <sighs> I didn't keep up with it. And then social media exploded. And yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I'm not making excuses. No, I hear I- what you're saying. I put my notes in.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) I wish you all the best with with that. I I really do. And I'm here for you anytime you want to bend my ear or we can get on Zoom and just have a chat. And you need brainstorming. Thank You You need moving on from something, whatever. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this flash vision. In fact, I'm going to (laughs) do one as well. So it was Tortoise, Umbrella and Midnight. And we are going to read each other's flash fiction when they're done. Oh
1: goodness. Oh, I love that idea.
0: All right. <laughs> it's sweetie. Be interesting
1: to see how that goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. Thank you for your openness and talking about what we have discussed. Um, and I wish you all the best with everything you do. And uh, good luck.
1: Oh, thank you, Karina. Thank you for having me on your show, and I, I appreciate you being a great host. <laughs>
0: Hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantas all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow... Like and review the podcast. Your support means everything.